Welcome to the Fly Convention Podcast. Here are your hosts, Daniel Kananen and Adam McCarlson. Welcome back. This is the Fly Convention Podcast. So glad that you've taken the time to find us, listen to us. God bless you for taking for doing that. We're so thankful for our listeners, for our subscribers. For those who are tuning in and want to hear more about what's going on with the Fly Convention, getting some insights into your church and your ministry program. And that, that's what the Fly Convention Podcast is all about. It is a tool for you, the local congregation, to help you as you minister to students and teens and adults, for that matter, with different topics, different things. And we are definitely in a season of listening to lots of of great uh, speakers from the 2023 Fly Convention. So many great topics out there. And if you have not heard all of them, I encourage you to go back, listen to those episodes. They're great. They're great tools, lots of great topics, things that could help you as a local congregation to help minister in a more effective way for students. I am, my name is Daniel Cannon, and I'm your Fly Convention coordinator, along Adam McCarlson, the National Director. Adam, how are you today? Daniel, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So a little tired, but uh, for the most part, I'm feeling. Are feeling you tired alive. because it's the 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 release date of this episode is February the 13th? If you're listening today to that, it's February 13th. Uh, tomorrow's Valentine. Are you tired because you've been getting all these great <laughs> Valentine's plans for you and your wife? Uh, no, that is not why I'm tired today. But um, it's yeah, yeah, the tiredness. I think that's just part of um, part of life for some people. Um, being tired, so I probably need to get more sleep. Are you a big take val- care of my body? Are you so. and your wife a big Valentine's? Um, it has come and gone. It depends on the time. Uh, we are, I think, though, as a, as a couple, we're pretty low key date people. That doesn't um, surprise me. No offense to you, right? No, nope. but it just doesn't surprise me. You nope. Know, so, like the big, the luxurious, the big grand gestures, things like that. Um, I think both. Um, um, occasionally they're meaningful and purposeful, but I think the most part, it's just small, simple things. The last time we went out, out for a date, uh, we do stay at home dates almost all the time. We just like to eat a bowl of ice cream, play a little board game and just spend that quality time together. The last time we actually went out to eat, we were just kind of looking around and being like, why are we here? <laughs> this well, is weird. And we don't really like this. I, so. I don't want to make it all about this, but going out to eat, it's not cheap anymore. No, very expensive. even for two people. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I think for Valentine's Day, my wife and I, our Valentine's it's just like get away from it sounds horrible, but leave the children home. We're going to go out for a nice meal, you know, where the food isn't cold or it's not yes. fast food or something like that, but actually enjoy something. Uh, and there's a lot of restaurants in our town where we live that we've been meaning. There's a hit list of restaurants. I'm more of a local guy, mm-hmm. so I don't want to hit the chains. I want to hit something that's local to our community and, and eat there because we really like that. The problem is when we get a chance to go out, it doesn't happen like you and Emily. It doesn't happen as often. So then by the time we want to go somewhere, we're like, well, let's go to our spots that we like. Yes. And so we don't get to partake in some of these new places it's risky all of a sudden when it's it's so rare it's risky i know what that's like I, and i like it when our people in our church or our family or friends of, our, of us give us a gift certificate to these different restaurants around the mm-hmm. around the different towns and and that that forces us then to go to a restaurant that we've been meaning to go to for a super mm-hmm. long time back back last fall uh, we went to a steakhouse that we'd never been to in our town we, we lived there for 20 years and we'd never eaten a steakhouse and we went with my our uh, my, our pastor and his wife we had a great steak dinner i was like this place is a ridiculous it's so good we were given a gift card so yes. i don't have to pay a dime for it but it's really good That's i just like that so valentine's day is one of those excuses for us to just go out and and do that and like you i'm not the most creative when it comes to being rom- and i think my wife would just be like why'd you put all that time and effort into 
doing this. Mm-hmm. This is silly. Yep. And, and yet I have a great friend. I mean, that's a big part of their relationship. Like when they do stuff for, for one another, um, I think that's, that's could be a really awesome gesture that people use too. And so I think it's just figuring out who you are as a couple. Um, if you're in that sort of relationship and looking for something for Valentine's Day, figuring out what works for you guys is an important part of it. But, so. you know, part of it is, is I think Valentine's Day is also a great day for us to show our creativity as husbands, mm-hmm. you know, to our wives. I mean, well, my favorite Valentine's Day, we weren't married yet. It was the, it was the Valentine's Day before our, our wedding. We were married in early March, so we were just, you know, it was a little less than a month away. And my wife was working at the Bible school at the time. And I had ranged it and f- got it all figured out, talked to her other employees. And so I took off for lunch on Valentine's Day. And then we drove on Medicine Lake Boulevard. I was about to bring her back to work. And all of a sudden, we just drove right past the driveway. If you're familiar with the campus, we drove right past. She's like, what's going on? I said, oh, I got you the rest of the afternoon off. And she's like, really? I said, yes, the, the, you've got the whole day off. And that was probably the most fun. And then we just, she's like, I said, what do you want to do? I was like, excited. Like we could go anywhere in Minneapolis and do all this. So she's like, I want to take a nap. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. That's fine. So she went back to her apartment. She went, took a nap and I sat there on the couch twiddling my thumbs. I don't know what I did, but then we went out and we went bowling Aww. downtown Minneapolis. We went out to eat and just was, had a creative way, but she appreciated that creativity. And that leads us into our speaker. This, this episode, Monica Coyle, she's going to be talking about creative arts and using the, our gifts for God's glory. And I think when it comes to creativity, it's sometimes it's a harder thing to tap into. Right. And there are a lot of parents out there that might struggle with creativity. So my question for us today, as we before we get to the interview, is as parents, as ministry leaders, as pastors, how can we tap more into our creativity if we have it or lack thereof? What can we do to kind of tap in other ideas? Or no, that's a more of a broad question. Let me narrow it down for you, Adam. What's something that you have done in ministry that you consider to be creative that was really something people remembered, something that could, that kind of sparked, uh, you know, it's Valentine's season, not a romantic flame, but a flame within your church, within your youth group, that really kind of something that was invigorated the group in the, the ministry, whatever you were part of was something, do you have something in mind? Yeah. It, um, I might show my lack of creativity in this area just by explaining what these things are that I'm about to say, because it's, it's not new. It's not like I came up with these or that it's unique to, you know, my church or whatever. But, um, honestly, I think some of those, uh, rhythms of our faith, as we think about it, like a calendar year, church year, um, those special things that we do where we put in extra effort, extra time, extra planning to make them special are really important for our faith. Um, so I would say things like a, a retreat that you do every year with your group, or maybe it's the fly convention or fly beyond, maybe an event that you go to that's really important. So um, uh, we've been talking about food. We've been talking about Valentine's Day and creativity. So I'll bring in food here too. In uh, uh, one way that I like to think about this is in terms of our meals. You know, um, I think part of our normal everyday life as part of the congregation. It's kind of like our normal everyday meals. Um, Sometimes they're not actually that memorable. You might think back a month and a half and you have no idea what you had for lunch. Maybe some of you would remember that. I wouldn't. You don't remember what you had and yet it sustained your body. You know, gave you the nutrients that you needed to to make you live and to grow. Um, And that's a lot of our faith is is that sort of sustenance for our faith. It's just the normal everyday time in the word, time in going to church, being part of youth group or going to a Bible study. But those special times, those special meals, if you will, of the faith, those Christian Christmas dinners or those Easter dinners or that Valentine's date with your wife, something that's memorable, something that's unique. That's like those retreats. That's those events where we can put in a little bit more time and effort as leaders to make it something that they'll remember, something that's special. So one of the keys, I think, in creative arts is using your gifts that God has given you for his glory. That's part of the creative arts. It's not using what 
it, it's not going, what gifts out there do other people have that I should try to exercise? Because a lot we do the comparison game. Well, I can't do that. I cannot have the creativity like that. It just, it's being who God has made you, being creative in that. One of the things that is, I say that to encourage our listeners, it doesn't need to be big. I say that all the time. It doesn't need to be bigger. We have this misconception that in ministry, things need to be this or that. There's a lot of not this or that in ministry. It doesn't need to be as big. Just use your gift. Use what, just think. I know that sounds really simplistic, and it is. Just think through what your students, your your own children, your, what would actually benefit them, and you be creative about that, how you teach and how you, you communicate. One of, the, one of the more creative things, and I've, I've got a bank of ideas that I'm not going to share with us. It, it required too much time, but one of the things I'm most proud of is anytime we did a retreat in our youth group, um, I wanted to provide a tool we had to set time for devotions. Some kids do it, some kids don't. That's cool. Um, but I wanted to provide a tool for them so they could have devotions during the retreat and then also a tool for them to take home after. So what we did is we just asked adults in our congregation. We went through a book of the Bible, and I said, here's a section of the passage. Would you be willing to write a Bible study? Well, yeah. And I said, just write some commentary and write some questions. That's all you want me to do? I said, yeah. How long do you want? I said, as long as you want. What kind of questions? How many questions do you want? As many as you want. Just be creative in how you're going to do it. Then we'd assemble all that and make it a booklet. And we'd hand it off to the kids. And they loved it. Mm-hmm. They loved that these adults took time to write a Bible study tailored to them, uh, going through a book of the Bible. And so they would do the first couple at the retreat. And then I knew two girls. One year, they were going through it. They would get on the phone. This is before FaceTime. They'd get on the phone and talk through the devotional every day that they did from the adults that had written it. And I, it was, for me, just think, it was creative in a way to get our adults involved. It was, it was creative, it not only involved, but then to help those adults think through that passage themselves. It was a spiritual act of worship for them to go through it. And that was one of my, one of the things I'm most proud of in the, being creative and, and getting people involved in, in the retreat and things like that. Yeah, the closest thing I have of to that isn't so much um, from my time as being a youth director for, for my teens specifically, but um, more recently been been uh, trying to think through how, as a parent, how do I pass on the faith to my kids? And one of the, one of those aspects for me has um, been the small catechism. I love Luther's small catechism. I think it's a treasure trove and sometimes we overlook it. It's so basic, so simple, but so profound. And um, so as a, as a way to help them remember it, I've been writing songs that go along with each of the, the different articles of the creed or uh, each of the commandments or each of the petitions of the Lord prayer. Um, and it's been a lot of fun for me uh, to be able to use my gifts in that way and a, and a fun way to, to do something productive and creative. And so um, I think there's a lot of different ways out there. It's yes. so hard to pigeonhole. And I, I loved your emphasis on f- helping people think through what are your gifts and how can you use those gifts? Um, because you're part of this body of Christ, right? You know, each member has their own unique function that God has brought together and he knits us together into a congregation using those gifts to bless the other uh, people in the congregation so important and yeah. so good. So without further ado, let's go to the interview as Andrew Nealon visits with Monica Coyle talking about creative arts. See you on the other side. The following interview was recorded live at the 2023 Fly Convention. I'm here with Monica Coyle here at Fly. How are you, Monica? Doing well, thanks, Andrew. How about you give us a little bit of information, who you are, where you're from, uh, what you're up to these days. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Monica Coyle. I'm from Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, my husband is Pastor Andy Coyle. And uh, yeah, things that relate to um, this elective uh, hmm. ministry. Uh, my, I love ministry. love doing that with Andy. Uh, we've done some work with church planting recently here in Rapid City for the last eight years. And then previously in Ukraine with World Missions. Yeah. Yeah, your elective this year at Fly is 
creative arts? Yeah, yeah. What are you so, What are you talking about in your elective this year? Yeah, so um, I'm really looking forward to delving into how God really has created us to create mm. and how he's called us to restore um, this broken world to him through the things that we do, the sharing light, uh, sharing the gospel, and, mm. and how that impacts us too as we consume art, as we um, create art to be... Uh, to impact other people's lives. It really does make a difference in our lives as creators and then mm. in the world around us. I really think, especially for this younger generation, it's an opportunity for them to impact their generation. And I know increasingly so, the world needs us, needs mm. our voices and their voices. Yeah, do you think that this elective um, dovetails with the conference theme of Restored? Do you think they work together? Yeah, absolutely. How do you think that's, how do you make that connection? Sure. So uh, God shows us himself as the master artist, the Mm. one who created us, who made us in his image, gave us that gift of creativity and specifically other gifts that we can use for his kingdom to Mm. build up his kingdom, to bless others. And in doing that, he calls us to restore this broken world. We are sinners, but even through that, he works through us. And um, he calls us to share the message of the gospel through the things that we do. Mm. Doing it well with excellence. Um, I think there are so many different platforms that even in with modern technology, they just keep increasing. But there are so many ways that um, Christians especially, we need to have a voice. We need to, It doesn't mean that we need to <clears throat> say it in ways that are obtrusive or cliche or... Um, too scripted like he calls us excellence and to doing it well for his glory Mm. and i think that that can that can it can be sometimes he's going to call us to be loud sometimes we we're gonna i want to encourage these kids like they are daniel and they are um esther for their Mm. generation so uh, he's going to have different ways to use all of us but it definitely is needed and that light bearing that gospel telling the telling of jesus story is where i would love to see all of us just plant and, and share that message. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the kids hearing this, this elective. Uh, what do you hope that they really just take to heart from what you have to share? The, the key take home, if you want to summarize it, or any key, uh, what do you want them to take home? Mm-hmm. I think it's important that they see that God can call us through all different kinds of vocations mm-hmm. to serve his kingdom. And I really have appreciated the example of Bezalel from Exodus 26, where uh, he wasn't a prophet or a priest or a king at that time, but God called him to uh, be a designer in the the tabernacle, um, the Ark of the Covenant. Like, can you imagine having that on your resume? That would be pretty cool. But uh, God used him, and it was for the congregation. It Mm. built up. Uh, the church, the kingdom of God, and it gave glory to God. Mm. And I think there are lots of ways we can do that today in our culture. Yeah, using the gifts that God has created us to use. Yeah, that's great. Any other Bible passages that come to mind when we think about um, using our creative gifts, our creative abilities to further God's kingdom? Yeah, I love the concept of light. I easily can land there because I I just think there's so much value there, especially in this dark world. Um, mm. Ephesians 2.10 is another one where he, he intentionally has created us. Uh, he created us so beautifully, and he creates us to do good works that he has yeah. prepared in advance for us. So I think the confidence of knowing that we are called to do things, and mm. God knows what they are even before we get there. Um, yeah, I, I love just seeing our Heavenly Father as 
the creator. And, um, and one concept with that that I think is important is just finding, um, saturating ourselves in the gospel, like cap- having, letting Christ capture our imaginations. Mm. And so I think as creators, it's really important to think of what inspires us, um, who inspires us. Um, that's a good challenge, you guys. I think when, we're, when our hearts are in the right place, when our worldview is prioritized, like the rest, it really does come into place. Mm. Yeah. We are God's workmanship who create work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Practically then, what are some ways that youth who are attending your elective, who are attending the, the FLAG convention and listening to this recording on, on the internet, what are some ways that they can use their creative gifts to glorify God? Yeah, I, you know, this is something I want to pull out from them too, because I think they're going to have a lot of ideas that I don't even have written down. Yeah. But um, I personally am a website designer, so yeah. I love design, I love color theory, I love mm. words. But I know there are others who are writers, they're singers, they're, um, they're in theater and drama, audiovisual, technical things, mm. um, social media, creating digital art, drawing, painting, uh, it just, it can go on and on. Yeah, and all these gifts are ways that we can reflect the beauty of Christ right, and bring the restoration that he offers to the broken world. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being here this week, Monica. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Monica, for coming and sharing with us last summer at the Fly Convention and then uh, that we can listen to this interview here and share it with you guys. Excited for that. Um, yeah, on the creative arts, uh, I just love to hear her kind of joy for this, uh, something that's clearly a passion of hers uh, to use creativity in uh, unique ways, uh, fun ways to uh, to glorify God, uh, to use our gifts in the congregation and a really neat thing we, we do. And one of the, the themes that she mentioned was how God uses us in our vocations, um, including the arts or other creative endeavors. And um, I think that's a really important thing. Um, I know sometimes within the church, we we seem to select which roles or which ways to volunteer that seem to be the most important. And we forget about all of the other yes. ways, all of the ways that God uses us. And so I loved, really love to see that. Um, and thinking through it for our youth groups, um, hopefully congregations can come alongside them and recognize what are the gifts that God has given these teens. And how can how can we incorporate that into the life of the congregation? It's such an awesome, I'm, awesome thing. I'm not a huge fan of it, but one thing that was really one thing our students loved in our youth group was when we did talent night. They loved talent. We talent, no talent. So we called it. it. Didn't need to be anything special. Sometimes we do show and tell night, but our, our students loved it because it was an opportunity for them to just kind of be creative and and worship God in a different way and, and show them. You know, we had one kid that did like a, a, a dramatic monologue. It was awesome, and he just nailed it. It was so good that we found other kids. You know, they got up there and talked about. Um, I, I it's been a while since we've had one, but so many different creative ways. And I love that Monica, you know, pointed out it's it, creative in what you do. It's a spiritual act of worship, and really thankful for that. Yeah, I know one of the the things uh, at Abiding Savior, they have a, a school that's a part of one of their ministries and an academy there for. Um, you know, just for during the week, teaching kids math and science and, and Bible and those sorts of things. Um, one thing their art teacher would often do is, uh, and often around the Christmas season, would they would she would work on a, a project that the whole student body would do all together. And one year it was really fun. It was a stained glass window, so each kid had their little section where that they could they could do, and it was put up in. Uh, there's a big glass wall at Abiding Savior between kind of the the entrance area, kind of the narthex area, and the fellowship hall, and so put up these stained glass window artwork um, in that that sort of a capacity for people to enjoy and to see and depicting the Christmas story. Um, um, and I, I love to see just even those simple ways, you know, sometimes we want it to be grandiose or amazing. Um, sometimes for the, the sake of excellence, which is 
good. We want to want to do things excellently. We can we can uh, excuse ourselves or exclude ourselves from using our gifts, from using our creative abilities. Um, Sometimes it can be just normal, ordinary, basic, and simple, and giving, our, especially our teens, opportunities to explore what does it mean to be creative for the Lord um, is a really important part of that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so thanks again, Monica. And if you want to listen to her elective, you can do that on our Fly Convention website. You can do that in the AFLC Youth Ministries app, or you can just wait till next week when it's released here on the podcast. You'll get to hear her full elective that she shared out at Fly 2023. We're so thankful that you've taken the time to listen and make sure that you subscribe to the Fly Convention podcast so that you do not miss out on any of the episodes, all the great things that we have coming up. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we are going to be hearing from Molly Barsness. She's going to be talking about death. That is not an easy topic to be talking about, but yet it is, is, it is relevant, isn't it? Um, for a lot of us listeners, it's something that's very near uh, to many of us, and it's something that um, it, it was good to talk about. It's good to talk about those hard subjects. I think a lot of times in churches, we don't take the time to do that. So I look forward to that interview with Molly in a couple weeks. Until then, know that we are praying for you. We're praying for your congregations, your students, and that there's a way that we as a Fly Convention podcast can minister to you beyond just this podcast. The contact information is in the show description. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe we should do an episode where we hear you have some questions and we take time to answer them. Until then, know that we're praying for you, your congregation, parents, and students. This has been a production of the Fly Convention.